This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Comart, which offers digital marketing as well as sales services for the pest and lawn industries. And with me is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning, because we actually are recording this in the morning, and introduce our topic and our guest. Sure. Good morning, everybody. Dan Gordon, PCO bookkeepers, PCO M&A specialists. Um, and uh, we are pretty excited this morning. Uh, we have um, Cindy Manis, who is the Senior Vice President of Public Affairs for MPMA and the Executive Director of the PP PPMA. And she's responsible for educating consumers about uh, all facets of pest management, including health and property risks posed by pests and the value of partnering with a pest control professional. Okay, and this is done through consumer marketing programs of PPMA uh, via national advertising, public relations programs, digital initiatives and more. And Cindy has earned many industry accolades, including PCT's Crown Leadership Award, and most recently the Lifetime Achievement Award presented by PCT Magazine and Syngenta at uh, the Pest World Convention in October. And prior to rejoining MPMA uh, in 2015, Cindy was the uh, Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer at uh, Arrow Exterminators in Atlanta. And in this position, she was responsible for overseeing all internal and external marketing efforts for the company. And although she's set to retire this year, there's no doubt she's leaving quite a strong legacy uh, of the work of PPMA. Uh, it's also celebrating the 25th anniversary uh, and uh, has just approved a new marketing plan budget for the industry for 2023. Cindy, welcome. How was that? <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. overwhelming. Donnie and Dan, first, I mean, really, thank you, but goodness gracious, that, that was quite an introduction. <laughs> well, we did our homework. Well, I will tell you, listen, Dan did a fantastic job on the intro, and right before we started this podcast, this is for our listeners, we were talking about how we don't stop and re-edit. We, you know, if we, if we mess up stuff, we just move on. And so I just have to point out, Yet again, Dan uh -oh. did not what did, I did do? not introduce what we're actually talking about today. The topic, <laughs> which is inside the mind of a pest control. One job, Dan. One job inside the mind right. of a pest control purchaser. So I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited about the topic hey, but, because yeah. <laughs> inside the mind of a pest control purchaser. Number one is that this is a topic I think a lot of folks really want to know because it's the it's the basis for all of your marketing. And so, how do we connect with the customer? How do we know, you know? What is what? What do they find valuable? What do they, what piques their interest? And you know, Cindy, I've known Cindy, gosh, for many, many years. She's an expert in this in this field. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast, Cindy. Super excited to talk about this topic. This is something I really like to talk about a lot because I like marketing, and I think it's you know, obviously there's marketing, and then there's also making sure that we provide a great service, which is more than just killing bugs in my mind. And so, with that, let's start off with you know one of the things that Dan said is that you were involved in both NPMA and PPMA. 
And I know for some of our listeners, um, some may not even know that PPMA exists, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of PPMA. I'm a supporter. I love the research that you guys produce. I use a lot of it. I, I, I read a lot of it. But can you just kind of, just for our listeners, start off by explaining what the difference is between the two and how this kind of all works? Thank you. And, and thanks again for having me here today. But before I explain that, you said something, um, Donnie, that I think is so critically important. Um, you know, every you can teach people how to kill bugs, right? That's something that we can do in this industry. But you can't teach people how to work with the consumer and how to talk to your customers. And a good part of what PPMA does, which we'll get to in a minute here, is really trying to help with those consumer connections. So to answer your question, and there's always been um, a bit of confusion between NPMA and PPMA. And for 25 years, I've been trying to change that. Um, but basically, NPMA is the National Pest Management Association, which is the trade association for all of you in this industry. It was established in 1933, has more than 5,500 members worldwide. Um, this, the mission of NPMA is to support the entire membership in being more professional, full, more professionable, I like that word, more professional, <laughs> knowledgeable, and profitable um, through education, industry leadership, public policy, advocacy, and also growing the market. NPMA exists today to positively, positively impact your business and your livelihood. It's guided by, um, their board of directors, the NPMA board of directors, and many committed industry leaders like you have here with Donnie and Dan. Um, and it's also guided by an, a, a pretty incredible staff. And I say that because these people are so talented and really do think, if you know what servant leadership is, I do believe that most everyone at NPMA, that's how they feel about this industry. And they strive to make it a better place. So that's NPMA. Okay, so it sounds like NPMA. Wow, they do everything. So what is PPMA? Ah, my baby. Yes. So PPMA <laughs> or the Professional Pest Management Alliance, and it is. I feel like it's a baby, right? I mean, it, it's now it's now an adult, but it's an adult that still needs some help, you know. And that's where you all come in. But PPMA or the Professional Pest Management Alliance was started 25 years ago by a group of pest control companies, several gentlemen, much smarter than me, who at that time said, how can we tell the story to consumers about the value of what we do every day? And the idea was born and it was the Industry Awareness Council. But the difference between PPMA and NPMA is that PPMA has its own board of directors. We have our own mandate, our own operating budget and annual plan. And the difference is for PPMA, it's all voluntary donations by a group right now of about 250 to 270 companies. It goes back and forth, pest control companies primarily. The supplier community and under, other you know, sort of industry partners who see the importance of strengthening the narrative and telling our story to consumers. 
So we have contributors who give upwards of a few thousand dollars to, we have guardians who pledge us one-tenth of one percent of their annual revenue to fund our efforts. Our goal is positive perception of this industry. And as I said earlier, 25 years ago, some of you may or may not remember, but this industry had a lot of issues at that time. We were dealing with chlorpyrifos and we were dealing with public perception of the products we used and that we were a spray and pray industry. And frankly, I don't see that anymore. I haven't seen that in years. I think this industry has become extremely per per professional and I feel very strongly that PPMA has played a role in that. So our job is public, um, public perception and in today's sort of hyper-connected and news-driven and social sharing world, it's critical. We have to be where the consumer is and the consumer keeps changing where they want to go to get information, but we have to be there. So for 25 years, we've been um, both to residential and commercial audiences nationwide. We've been sharing the message of the positive impact that all of you have. We've helped American consumers understand pest control issues and the value proposition of working with you and why they have to work with you. So essentially, we are the consumer marketing and education arm of NPMA. Um, we have several pillars. We conduct media relations, public service announcements, advertising, consumer research. We manage pestworld.org, which is the consumer website. By the way, I must tell you, um, last year, over almost 9 million consumers went there uh, looking for information on what you all do and on pests in general. So we're the marketing machine for the industry when we speak to consumers, but we do so on behalf of the industry and we use the NPMA brand. And I know that's a little, a little confusing, but we have to use the NPMA brand because PPMA is an internal organization within our industry. So I have a couple questions. And, and we, we, I know you're not quite, I mean, if you want to finish out there, that's fine. But you, as no, you're no, talking, no, no. I'm like, questions are flying left and right in my brain. <laughs> yeah. so, so, you know, if, if, if I've got, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to the podcast and I'm going to kind of recap a little bit and I'm going to ask a few questions. So, so there's NPMA who, okay, NPMA, the, it's the association for the industry. They're there to make sure that, you know, as an industry, we're represented, you know, whether it be in D.C. or, you know, we're just united. And, and as a group, as an association, we're stronger together. You know, there's education. There's all these things that go a part of that. PPMA is marketing public perception of the industry. And, and if I'm missing and you need a plug, fine. Why? Why the two different like why couldn't NPMA do that? Why the need for PPMA? In addition to, and I, I mean, I understand the funding's a little different. I, I think through NPMA, it's like, hey, you have dues. PPMA, it's all volunteer. Can you just describe that relationship a little bit and like why there is a need to have PPMA broken off? Yes, and thank you. And that's a great question and something that um, we hear a lot. Why? Well, 25 years ago, when this was put together, um, there were there were set there were a couple of things. First of all. Um, it is donation-based. So because it's donation-based, it's different than, than dues-based. It had to be set up legally as a separate organization because it was do donation-based. Well, that was also an opportunity. 25 years ago, 
the industry, there were a lot of small companies and several large companies. And um, at the time, there were there were companies that wanted to be engaged and involved from a leadership standpoint, but really couldn't be engaged on the NPMA board because they couldn't get elected. I'm just being very honest here. So, so one of the things um, that that transpired was that the folks who were funding this program um, also then this separate board of directors was created that allowed other leadership in our industry to have a voice. And not only a voice, but they had a very strong financial position in this. And so it had to be a separate, it was an industry awareness council. So think about the beef industry, the pork industry, the, you know, the milk, you know, uh, industry, you know, the other white meat and um, got milk campaigns. Well, that was the thinking 25 years ago when this was set up, that this would be like that, kind of like a checkoff program. Well, th that wasn't possible because um, our industry is not a checkoff type legal entity, if you will. So that was why this was set up you know, fast forward, um, it has continued as uh, a very strong group of leaders on the um, PPMA board. Also, it, it gave the opportunity for the supplier community to also have a voice and a seat on this industry that was, that was high profile so that the, all of you and this whole audience would understand there is committed to to this industry and and they're not committed just to because they want you to buy their products they're also committed because they believe in what we do as well does that answer your question it does it does yeah. and I mean, so quick quick question on the uh, supplier council i know that i participate in npma supplier council what is the difference between ppma and MPMA Supplier okay. Council. So we don't have a Supplier Council. We mm -hmm. have the PPMA Board of Directors. And I maybe I wasn't real clear. On the PPMA Board of Directors are several people from the supplier community. Okay. So okay. we have Bayer, and which is now um, Enview, and, Enview, and yeah. BASF, and uh, FMC, uh, Syngenta, um, th those those companies, but they also help very significantly in providing the funding for this program because they truly believe, if you ask them their why, why are they, they doing this? Because they truly believe that PPMA has gotten the word out and does get the word out about why to hire a professional. And they are 100% in our camp, if you will, in terms of wanting people to hire all of you out there. In, in this audience. So let's let's take this back to now I'm a listener and this is all interesting, right? Let's just say I've started my company, I've been in business for let's say five or ten years. Um I, I think most people understand the value of this is why you need to be a part of NPMA, right? There's so many resources just being connected to other people. There's a ton of value there. I, and I, I want to talk a little bit about why it's important to also participate in PPMA. You know, early on, we we decided as a business that we were going to support PPMA, mainly because I like what we're doing there. And what I mean by that is that 
you know, if we're not in control of our perception, someone else is. And, and you know, let's be let's be frank here for a second. You know, the vast majority of things that you'll see are people showing the pest control guy with a cigar his you know, his crack showing like a plumber and he's he's like throwing out poison. Right. And, and I agree with you. Cindy. I think the perception of our industry over the last 20 years has gotten way, way better than what it was. Much, much and, I, yeah. and I think it's you know about being proactive in terms of us controlling that dialogue, us controlling that perception. And so can you just for a moment explain, hey, no matter like explain what the benefit of PPMA is to your I don't want to say run of the mill. Right. But but your typical pest company owner, what's the value and why is that important? So what I've heard it, for PPMA or NPMA? I, Let, let's start with PPMA, because I think that's the one that, you know, when I think about for me, I mean, truthfully, both I have benefited from NPMA and PPMA and I continue to do so. I okay. think our marketing in general and how we approached issues got got um, much better when we started paying attention to some of the research that was coming out of PPMA. So let's well, start with PPMA. You just hit on some of it. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think if you, so what I have had a, let's start with a million dollar company. What I have had million dollar companies say to me, and I'll tell you what they've said to me and the value that they find in supporting P, PPMA is, is not the necessarily the altruistic, um, it's the right thing to do. It's giving back. Uh, what they have found is we we have a a service. It's called Mainframe, and Mainframe is very inexpensive. But what what we did, what PPMA did, was we took millions and millions and millions of dollars of high quality professional materials, from pre press materials to retired public service announcements, social media. I mean, we, what we found is people really want to post social media, but they want things, they don't have the time to research it. I mean, a million dollar, a million dollar company, the owner of a million dollar company, you all know this better than I do. You know, they're the accountant, they're the marketing person, they're the salesperson. Maybe at about a million dollars, you go and hire your first salesperson. But but, but they want to market and they want to look bigger than they are. So they look bigger and smarter in their community. And that has a lot to do with how you grow your business. Um, at least what these folks have told me and what I've seen in my experience. So we have a service that we do offer, which is mainframe. It's a very inexpensive service. We've taken all these high quality materials, put them in there. And what a smaller million dollar to million and a half dollar company has told me is the value that they get from that, from not having to do the research to look for social media, social media messaging, um, mm -hmm. to have messages that have been vetted by entomologists and, and to have information and ways to communicate with their customer. And as you alluded to, Donnie, to also have market research that talks about their customer. Tutorials on how to write a marketing plan, tutorials on how to post on social media. Um, so in this mainframe for those companies, that has been what they have seen as the biggest value. We also um, have on 
um, pestrule.org a zip code locator. So folks who are invested in PPMA get, it's sort of like Google, they get the high profile consumers type in your zip code and, uh, or type in a zip code, those 8 million consumers who showed up there last year. And by the way, I did have someone say to me, well, how do you know there are 8 million consumers? I said, you know what, I don't. But there's 25,000 or so, 20,000 plus pest control companies. So I'm willing to take those 20,000 out and still say we get a whole lot of consumers to that site. And mm -hmm. once they found their information, then they can find you um, through the zip code locator there as well. So, so that also has helped. But um, that's that's what the smaller company has said. Like the the middle sized company, guess what? They still love mainframe. I've got a company who uses it who told me basically they use it because they were able to get rid of someone on their staff. <laughs> I hate to say it. And, <laughs> and saved about $10,000. And, um, you know, they, they have someone who just posts for them and does social media for them, but they have all the resources there available. A, a so larger is there a playbook that you have? Is there is there is there a playbook that you have? Like, do you subscribe to this thing? Is it part of the membership, or how, how does it yeah. all work? How does so, so I'm, I'm a million dollar company? How do I get involved? Okay, so mainframe basically, you can get involved. You can subscribe to it. It's ninety nine dollars a month. Um, you have to subscribe for a year, and you get everything. Everything you get all of the market research. You get monthly. Um, updates for social media, you get all of the information that's currently available in there now. Donnie, I don't know if you've been in there recently, um, but there's, there's, we always put all of our new information in there and there's something for everybody. Uh, there's a photograph. I, I got to pause it here real quick because I do need to add a disclaimer. It is really high quality. I'm always impressed with the quality that comes out of these. So you're talking about the night, you know, the social media posts, the research. It's just, mm -hmm. anyway, and not to, I mean, I'm not, I guess you could, I guess you could say I am a fanboy of PPMA, but I am, I absolutely am. I mean, we use it. I think it's very useful, and I think $99 is a deal um, yeah, for for the because the reality of it is, is that I will not do the kind of research required as an owner, you know, or even as a marketer. And so but if someone's already time. done, right, right exactly. Yeah, exactly. for $99, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that seems right. like a no-brainer. I had to just say that because it's not like it's just, sometimes you see people do social media posts, you see them do a, a social campaign, and it's about, you know, marketing is about what's the message. It's not about the medium helps, right? But if, if it doesn't resonate, this is well-researched, it's well thought out. I'm just making the point that it, it, it takes a lot of that out. And now all you got to focus on is like getting it out. All you need to do is focus on the medium. And I think the messaging is way harder. <laughs> Personally, so. Um, well, so anyway. thank you, Donnie. And and also, what you just said is so true. The messaging is so important. And if we're all speaking with the same voice and all sharing similar kinds of messaging, obviously you put your own brand on it, your own spin on it. But if we're all always saying we're protectors of public health and property and food, um, the quality of life you have today wouldn't be the quality of life that you have in any other part of the world. You go try and live there and see what rodents look like and see what diseases look like. Um, you know, we connect we connect the value of what we do to to many of the diseases that are out there today. But to give companies high quality material that they can put their own brand on and they can use to make good decisions. Um, 
is is adds to the professionalism of this industry, and I really think it's one of the most important things that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, doing all of this research, um, what do you think has moved the needle the most in terms of growing the industry? What uh, what um, you've been at it for a while? What um, areas do you think are are um, really important to growing the industry? Well, there's there's a couple of things. First. PPMA does a number of kinds of research, and I don't want to get into all the detail here, but we cover everything from understanding attitudes and perceptions of the consumer to understanding decision-making processes and how they evaluate and choose a service to really what appeals to them in effective messaging, which is why I've been saying a lot lately, we have to be where they are. So in addition, and that's in addition to assessing the awareness of various concerns and risks involved with pests. Um, so we do a couple of different kinds of surveys. We we do a quarterly, it's called a Harris poll to gauge consumer usage among homeowners. And we also ask some other questions that support media campaigns. So for instance, uh, Rodent Awareness Week was just a couple of weeks ago. And in our Harris poll, in addition to asking the question about um, do you use or have you used pest control, professional pest control services in the last X number of period of time, um, and, and it's qualified, it's homeowners and whatever, but, but we asked a couple of questions about rodents. And what came out of that was we were able to talk to the media and we've gotten a lot of pickup actually just last week we got pickup from cbs news we got pickup from newsweek related to the fact that um the, the rodents people if they see them in a restaurant they won't go back to that restaurant and all of this supports what we do i mean that's the whole idea so it, it's kind of say hard to say what what have I seen that's like, are you asking like kind of what's moved the needle or what's changed? I mean, one of the things that we have seen is um, demographics have clearly changed. Um, so boomers are aging and then we've got these generations in between and homeowners and we always look at homeowners. Um, the demographic that we look at is homeowners with an income level of 70,000 plus. That's kind of our, it's a good middle place for us to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's a place where we get a lot of, that's primarily where we get our information. Um, but, but it's not surprising that the pandemic actually did impact a lot of, of the research that we did. We did some prior to the pandemic and then during the pandemic. And it was, pretty amazing and it it actually allowed us to talk to the media and then do social and everything else all the posts along with it about the fact that people were home and guess what these people that were home they saw things they'd never seen before they saw they saw spiders in the corner and they saw ants in the kitchen and and they saw you know rodents under their car hoods and all of a sudden our phones were ringing so much that we couldn't you know we couldn't stop them um and they were. I mean, this industry, talk about a place of growth, right? I mean, during the pandemic, when so many businesses shut down, this industry needed people because we had so much. Driving, absolutely. absolutely. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Um, yeah. How we right. fared so well. Uh, very fortunate. But um, so 
I actually have a question. So I have this this research study that you guys have done, you know, like attitudes and perceptions on pest control. I have used that um, that study and, and the variations that have, you know, every time we've updated it. And I know one time, in fact, I think you were teaching the session. I was at a, a pest world and you were going through the research. And, you know, when I first got in the industry, it was all about the the female homeowner, right? Like it's in, in to a certain degree, I think it's still that way, but, but the numbers started changing that, that, you know, as far as a decision maker, it was, it was, you know, there was a lot more, you know, males started playing a lot more into that decision, mainly because they were home more, you know? Right. So I'm curious to know, you guys have done a new study. Um, and, and I think the last one was done in 2017. Can you just walk us through, like, what what are some things that you're seeing that is changing, right? You you said for sure the demographic is changing. If if I'm looking at my marketing, and let's just let's let's talk to both people here. When I say both people, let's talk to both types of owners, owners who have been in the industry for say 15 plus years. I would imagine owners that are you know less than five probably already have this licked just because they already know. Maybe not. I don't know. But can you just walk us through like what are some things that are changing what are some things that you're seeing you know with with this change in the demographic okay so a, a couple of things um i want to just also mention something another research component that we use and then then i'll answer your question but i think this is important and it does speak to what is changing um, we also about four i think five years ago we began to examine trends occurring in real time through, people don't want to hear this, but through AI or artificial intelligence research. And there was no one who was a bigger skeptic than me when we first started. And we hired this company um, in Canada who actually they were um, the only company that predicted that Donald Trump would win the election. Um, they also were the only company in Canada at the time who had predicted several things that had happened in, in Parliament in, in Canada. So we hired them, and I was, like I said, I was sort of skeptical. But um, <laughs> what they do, I was. I mean, that's okay. I'm allowed to be, yeah. right? I mean, I'm sure. human. I'm like, okay, well, I was skeptical of social media 10 years ago, too. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you're asking what's changed. I'm giving you some examples here. Even from yeah. someone in marketing, I was skeptical. So a, a quick story. So these, these AI uh, reports started coming out and uh, we listened to people. And then Polly, who is a computer, gives us, you know, spits all this information in and pulls it all out. And every month we now get these AI reports and we know where people are talking about, we're, we're able to talk about trends. We know where people are talking about termites, when they start talking about it, what part of the country they're talking about it. We know if flies are an issue um, in a part of the country. So a couple of years ago, and I have to tell this because it's very funny, um, in Missouri, they told us that flies were an issue. And I said, you know what, you guys are you guys are crazy. You think I'm gonna go to my board and tell them that in the state of Missouri, flies are an issue? And they're like, we're telling you, that's what people are talking about. And I'm like, oh, good heavens, all right, okay. So I send this report out to the board and one of the folks on our board has a, has a company in Missouri. And he called me and he's like, Cindy, you're not gonna believe this. We have so many fly calls coming in right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I swear 
of that is the truth. And then Patty, who works with me, she was in Arizona, and she was giving a talk in Arizona, uh, the Arizona Pest Control Association. And she said, can I just ask you a question? I just have a question for everybody here in the room, all pest control companies. She said, have any of you had any centipede calls lately? Half the room raised their hand. So this AI research is true and it works. And it's a very powerful tool to see what topics consumers are talking about and what concerns them at the very present moment. And that's really important. So what has changed and how to use this, that's what's changed. We can now get more information in real time. And this is something that pest control companies need to pay attention to. If you're going to be getting a lot of fly calls in your market, but you don't have the equipment necessary or the people in place or the training in place to teach them how to deal with that, then you got a problem, right? Um, but we, I, I also think what, what I've seen is embracing technology through market research is so important. Um, today, which is very different than it was even in 2017, um, text messaging, online scheduling, online chats, I mean, you all know this, right? Um, the more accessible you can be, the better. They wanna know who you are, but what's become really important, and I always thought this was important and this industry has too, but the new consumer today, they wanna know that you're like them. They wanna find some connection with you. Um, you know, one of the, there's there's companies and I've seen it and I, I don't wanna pull out brands or company names because um, all of you probably do it, but, but in certain markets, um, there are people, yeah, Little League is important, but it's not just slapping your name on the back of the Little League jersey. It's being part of that team. It's, it's going to their luncheon. It's clapping your hands. It's showing up at their events. It's feeding them hot dogs. Um, it's being part of the community. And there are people... I mean, there are people who are are big in dog support. You know, they want you. They they feel very strongly if you support pets, if you support the local ASPCA, if you will, you're a good company, and they will do business with you. And that has it's always been there, but the newest generation, this whole you know Gen Z and this Gen X and the millennials, that is hugely important to them that you are part of their community. And, and it, becomes, it, it really becomes an emotional connection with them, and that really matters. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um, let's, let's you know, we're, we're getting close on time here, and I feel like, gosh, there's so much. We could do like two more podcasts and still not get through all the things at PPMA. But let's talk a little bit real quick about um, if, I'm a, if I'm an owner and I want to get involved, I want to learn more, I want to sign up for this AI and, and have AI tell me where I should place my stocks and, and who would be the best person to marry and you know all the great important decisions in our lives. No, I'm just kidding. But if they want to get involved or they want to get, do they go to, I mean, is there a website they can go to and how does that process work? And can you just walk through that real quick? And then after that, we've got we've to kind of start shutting down here. But I just, I think it's important for folks to know, number one is, you know, you need to be involved in the association, number one. Absolutely, we need to be, you know, we want to be unified. Number two, PPMA is a massive benefit for our industry. I think we're very fortunate to have it in our industry. And not only does it help 
uh, our industry, it also helps you. You know, high tide rises all boats, right? And we have to have yeah. that mindset. And and so now, you know, there's tools out there that can help grow your business. You can be a part of the uh, of the association. How do I do it, right? How do I get started? What do I do? Well, the the easiest thing to do is just to send an email to ppma at pestworld.org and get signed up for mainframe and we will sign you up for mainframe. And that's the easiest thing to do because all this AI research, all this other research that we've talked about, all of this social media, which is the new way that consumers want you to talk to them, video, good heavens, we haven't even touched on video. Um, yeah. Video is the number one thing right now, short form videos. Um, PPMA sponsored a session at Pestworld and it was standing room only. And we've, we've had so many people ask us, how do we get more involved in short-term videos? What do we need to do? Um, because again, it's being where they are and how they consume information. And right now their little snackable bites are 15 seconds. That's what you've got. So in my 15 seconds here, go to ppma at pestworld.org. Um, that will come directly to me. I will take care of it. We will get you signed up for mainframe. Um, NPMA is redoing their website right now. So I don't, you know, I, I want to be very clear that this is a way you'll get directly to me. We'll get you signed up and you'll have access to all this information that we talked about today. Fantastic. And I think what we'll do is after the show, we will post up on that. We do show notes after each episode. We'll make sure that we get uh, NPMA and PPMA linked up there. We'll put this email address that you're talking about, PPMA at pestworld.org, um, so that folks can take a look at that as well as PPMA mainframe.org. Uh, Dan, any parting questions, thoughts before we close out here? So uh, I guess all of this stuff is seems to either you're going to slow down or you're going to uh, retire. You announced that you're retiring. Is there anything... Uh, that you can share about the search for your replacement? I mean, all this stuff is great. How's it going to continue? How's it going to build on what you've already got? Well, you know what? That's what kept me up at night. So first of all, I hate that word <laughs> retirement. And I'm just going to say it. <laughs> me too. I don't, I don't think, I, I think that was a word. It was actually coined in 1850 by someone in Bismarck, uh, Germany. I've looked it up. Um, but basically, um, it's not retiring from life. It's it's um, moving on from the position that I'm in, and I I've been very blessed is all I can say. And I I love this industry. But uh, what I can tell you, because this is really good news, that is what kept me up. Um, and we did an exhaustive search over several months, but. Then we had someone who threw their hat into the ring, which um, put him through the same stringent interview process with our search committee and the PPMA executive committee. And many of you may know him. And I'm really, really proud to say that my colleague at NPMA, um, Jim Fredericks, will be transitioning into the executive director role in 2023. Um, Jim has worked really closely with me and with PPMA over over the last few years, particularly the last 10, um, as our media spokesperson, and he already has a pretty good foundational knowledge of the work that PPMA does. The best part about it is that um, 
what kept me up at night was someone needed to understand this industry and someone needed to be passionate about what you all do every day. And Jim shares the same passion that I have. So I, I couldn't be more proud to kind of fully support him and, and hand the reins over and know that this organization will be in a really good place. Jim, Jim is terrific. I've worked with him several times on, on many different things. I think that you're absolutely right. He's a, he's a really good guy. He knows the industry. He knows he's an entomologist. He's, 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 he's the real deal. So that's terrific. So, so um, I, I was going to say, Cindy, I, I, you know, before we close out here, I just want to say thank you. It, it's an honor to have you here on the podcast. I, I've known you for a number of years, and, and I really do want to thank you for the impact that you've had on the industry the impact that you've had on Triangle, that's my business, um, and, and many, many other businesses. Um, I think your legacy is one to be proud of and, and grateful to have you in the industry and, and wish you all the best, right? And, and not to retire, but, but wish you the best for the next transition. And I was unaware that Jim was going to be the new guy, but I could not be more excited. I, I know Jim as well. He's fantastic. And I think he'll do a good job of extending and carrying on what you have started. So I just want you to know, you know, at least from the triangle side, all of us here in North Carolina, we are very grateful um, to, you know, for your efforts and just you're grateful for the impact that you've had on the industry. And really do mean that. Thank you. I, I, I just, I, I can't thank you all enough. It's um, it, it I, like I said, I, there's nothing else to say other than I've been very blessed. And uh, I, I absolutely love this industry and love the people in it. And, no getting around it, I do. And uh, I'm just glad that that we found someone who shares that same passion because you need that. If you're going to talk about what we do, you need that passion. And he has that passion. So and thank you, Donnie, for those very kind words. And Dan, it's been a pleasure to, to spend time with you today. Well, this has been well, terrific. Thanks so much. It has been great. Well, folks, you've managed to do it again. You've spent 40 minutes with Dan and I. I. We know that it was probably because Cindy was here with us today, but we're grateful for it anyway. And with that, just a reminder that all the resources and topics that we talked about or do talk about on the podcast is available on pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. We will also have the, the uh, PPMA resources uh, contact information, those types of things that we talked about under the show notes for this episode. And also, just a reminder, Dan and I are extremely highly paid for this podcast, meaning that we don't get paid, but we do appreciate uh, tips in the tip jar in the form of ratings and reviews and just passing along to others. We certainly want to have a positive impact on the industry. And with that, thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Dan. We'll see you all next time. Thanks Take care. Thanks so much. Take thank care. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.